2: Achtung Millwall supports the Lions Food Hub. This is a friendly local food hub. It's based in Bermondsey. It's run by our very own Kelly Webster of the Mill Lionesses, a very well-known Millwall fan. They do need supplies, dear listeners. Before we get into the show today, they have posted they need tinned meat, they need toiletries, they need soup, they need tinned fruit and veg. If you can help in any way, they are on Twitter, at Lions Food Hub. DM them. You can DM me at Acton Millwall, and I will pass on any help and information that we can. Lions Food Hub at Lions Food Hub. Thank you for listening. Now back to the show.
0: You're listening to Acton Millwall broadcasting from the beautiful South. Further, accept no
2: Greetings, 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 dear listeners. Welcome to Actual Millwall. My name is Nick Hart. You are listening to the number one Millwall podcast broadcast up in beautiful downtown South Burmese joining me on tonight's show to review last night's 0-0 draw against league leaders Norwich. is a stellar cast. An absolute wonderful role here. I've got Mr Mike Hayden joining us. Welcome, Mike.
3: Hello, Nick. Good evening, listeners.
2: And also direct from downtown um, Essex, mr harry warren
4: downtown essex <laughs>
2: well i thought i better not say where you live no, that's weird. true they're, they're,
4: they're, <laughs> yeah, especially mid-center. not with some of the comments i get <laughs> in this feed
2: welcome gentlemen um mill nil norwich nil last night um a lot of optimism knocking around online today um i thought it was a pretty decent performance against a team that are still top of the table by five points listeners incidentally five point gap between them and Swansea as we record um Mike how did you see the sh- the show last night how did you, you you what was your take on that on that draw
3: I thought, yeah, it was a very strong Millwall performance. Um, We looked, especially in the second half, I thought we dominated, absolutely battered them. Um, It wasn't conditions that a pretty Norwich City side enjoyed. I think it was pissing it down with rain. The pitch looked like it had more mud than grass. Um, So it was certainly a long way from there, kind of the safety of the family friendly carrow road last night but i thought we we were excellent and we we took them to the sword um got stuck in very organized the only disappointing thing was obviously that we we just didn't score which is a running trend isn't it um but we certainly had the chances to but it was a really strong performance against as you say top of the table by you know quite a few points as well um, so yeah, it was it was promising, but we are still not scoring goals, which is the only only really negative from the whole performance. I think. I'd agree with that, Harry. How did you
2: see? It? I mean, that was an unchanged eleven, third game I think in a row that we've had named the same side, which, um, as I think we said the other night, is is a benefit. But how did you see the show last night? I, you know, um, a lot of lot of uh, plaudits online for for Mill today. Did you join those plaudits?
4: I think it was a a better Millwall performance, arguably the best that we've seen this calendar year. I thought that we were very good. Um, We stopped Norwich from playing now. I think some of the complaints around Gary Rowick's side recently has been that we haven't done anything to affect the opposition. Well, by stopping Norwich, we affected them because they didn't have a plan b they could only play one way they couldn't go long they they realized they couldn't go over the top of us and their game is to try and play through you so i thought by stopping that i thought keefton bell was immense i thought thompson had a good game i thought um all all the back three Mm. um were good you know you need in this in this division you need four or five players to have good games every week to to be in with a shout and i think that showed last night i mean how many Draws or how many defeats have we been going? Or nobody had a good game, or you'd only pick out Jed as having a good game, like being the one bright light. But last night, you had sort of five or six that had decent games, and that and that's the difference. And it showed. I mean, as as Mike said, I thought the second half. I, I can't believe we haven't scored. Um, Zahor does everything but score, if that makes sense. And then uh, the the referees' decisions were very, very strange and...
2: Inconsistent you know. as well, Harry, I thought. You know, I, I, there was a couple of... Um, no free kick was given whilst we were on the attack at the Norwich end, and then free kicks being given it out, you know, for Norwich at, uh, on as, as they're coming back at us. I mean, Mike, Zohor, Kenneth Zohor was... Mm. Um, I, I don't think he's looked quite the same player that we caught a glimpse of when he first joined us on loan, but um, what's your take on him? Because there's a lot of... A lot of people slagging him again last night for missing chances, but
3: yeah, unfair, com- I thought. Yeah, I think the commentary kind of seem to love him, don't they, from, from last night? Um, and Woods. Uh, yeah, I <laughs> we'll see why you find that frustrating, Harry. But um, he's never been known for his goal scoring, Zahor. You look at his record at previous clubs, he's not, he's not really a goal scorer. So, you know, he's not going to come in and score you 10, 15 goals. Um, But what he is going to do is cause a bit of chaos Um, and he's he's clearly got a footballing brain getting into the right areas. And I think the fact that he's probably the only striker, bar maybe Smith, who actually knows where to stand and where to go because he actually got chances. But... I don't know whether it's his confidence at the moment, but, you know, against Cardiff, he missed a couple of really good chances. And that that header against Norwich, I mean, you know, for a big lad like that, free header a few yards out to head that over the bar was, you know, a shocking miss, wasn't it? Um, so, yeah, he's he causes teams problems, but, you know, he's not a striker that scores goals and, and that's what we need. So, uh, you know... <laughs> I think he's the best of probably what we've got, but we've not got a lot. So If we could fuse
2: yeah. him, if Harry, if we could fuse Kenzo Hall, he, Kenzo Hall's intelligence on the field and, and, and movement with the finishing ability of Matt Smith, we'd really have a striker then, wouldn't we? Because that, that chance that, that Mike's just referred to was begging for Matt to get on the end of
4: it. That would have been yeah, a certain absolutely. goal, wouldn't it? Yeah, it was. Mm. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I, I can forgive you, you know, he's not even getting them on target, is he? That's that's the thing that's worrying no, That was put over the that, bar, wasn't
2: it? Was it. No,
4: that header hasn't even gone. It's not, oh, I've headed it down and it's taken the pace off it and the keeper's got it. Or, you know, it's it's not gone off the pitch because it looks like a World War One battlefield. Um, you, you know, that, that you can forgive for those, but I just think that his movement is very good. Um, and he, he's good at linking play up to other players now. With this side, with the way yeah, we're playing at the moment, that doesn't really that doesn't really happen because we've got quite a big gap between the the whoever the striker is, but in this case, Cahill, the and then you've got Wallace sort of doing mad 40, 50 yard sprints either way. Thompson sort of flops into a back sort of like a midfield free with Woods and Kiefton Bell, and then that's when we haven't got the ball. And then when we break, and I, I think Carl Bates mentioned it in commentary, that how many times have we said? or it might have been Max, like how many times do we get forward and you don't see anyone else? The reason we don't see anyone else is that we literally have no pace. We have Wallace who has pace and that's it. So you're never going to keep up with a... If someone's running at the same time as you, if you both set off at the same time and the other guy's faster, you're never going to catch him, are you? you? You know, you can run no, as fast uh, as you can. You can't You can't teach sprinting. This is not something you can coach. You're as quick as you are, kind of thing.
2: Zoho puts some, some wonderful... Uh, flicks and balls into space and it was it was, it was uh, a crucial part of moves that really caught the eye I mean there's a couple of them in the first half a couple of them in the second half where you think wow is this 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 pace and movement is you know or the the kind of move from from the uh the, the rear of the defense to the to the to the forward line was was done really quickly um but he doesn't seem to carry any aerial threat Mike does he that's that a couple of balls also into the box where he's great at chesting and holding the ball, but he's not great at connecting Yeah, with his head.
3: Yeah, I mean, because he's a Big guy. I'm not sure actually how tall he is, but he's he's not built like Matt Smith. I mean, Matt Smith is just a you know fucking lump, if we're yeah, honest. Um, yeah. He's a big boy, whereas Zohore has a bit more of an athletic frame, doesn't he? So, um, but yeah, he's not actually as physical as I kind of thought. So he's not really the type of player that you're going to kind of lump it forward to and try and knock it down, sort of like you know in the Morrison latter latter days, uh, and that you can do with Smith. So, he, you know, which is kind of strange because you expect him to play like that but it, but he doesn't but I think his size does cause teams problems when he's actually got the ball at his feet because then he's quite strong but it's when the ball comes up to him I, he doesn't win much as you say but um, so, so basically yeah. what
4: you're saying is is that we've signed another tall player that can't hit the ball like in the yeah. greatest of Millwall traditions <laughs> that you know uh, Elliot um, Bob Peters, Mayor all these strikers we signed. <laughs> well, that's stuff. I mean, that, he's, that, he's better Harry. than them. <laughs> he is that better than bad. him. His <laughs> link-up play is better than him. But in the air, he's fucking awful. Yeah.
3: yeah. You know, yeah. So,
4: so that's what I'm comparing him to. Is mm. these players are the same kind of players that we seem to sign, um, and they to do roles that you know we go. Oh, but well, it's all
3: right.
2: Well, Oh,
3: we lost him. We lost I him. Can't, I, can I think hear Harry, you. Harry
2: Harry Harry rented out the, the microphone. Yeah. He,
3: he, he broke his uh, <laughs> broke his microphone in anger.
4: I broke my did I break my oh, he's microphone back. in anger. <laughs> I'm back. I, I think I, I Zoom Zoom, I didn't, I didn't Zoom didn't
3: took offense to Bob.
2: You're putting Bob Peters and Meyerhoff in the same sentence. Is from exactly? It's, it's probably the Chinese government listening in. They're saying, Well, you know what, what what's that? I needed a Benny Hill voice, then that would blow my politically correct cover, wouldn't it? Um, <laughs> You'll
4: have that There'll be a big, it's going to be a big section. What was that Benny
2: <laughs> Hill character. I, I won't go there. I'm going to. I'm going to move on. Um, I thought the story of the night, chaps. The, sto- I mean, we we can we can pick flaws in 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 Kenzo Hall, but I thought it was part of a an overall team performance that really was the story of the night. I mean, we. I don't think you can minimise this. We kept a league leading, very expensive side. We quietened them down. We and by the end they were being battered, as I think you said earlier on, Mike. I mean that that's, I, I don't want to get negative. I want to get positive because I think that is a great, great step forwards in the development of this this Gary Rowett style of football.
3: Yeah, I, I agree, and it's something that Aaron actually made a point a few weeks ago on the show. Is he said Millwall seem to be lacking that kind of spine, uh, and I feel like that's sort of coming back uh, now. You know, kind of we are looking well organized, structured. The additions of Kiftin who is a good sort of spine yeah, player, you know, lots of champ, it. yeah, championship pedigree, very mm-hmm. versatile. You know, he's going to work very hard for the team, and you know, Evans again, who we might come on to mention, is is a, another sort of versatile player like that that can play in defence on midfield and is a solid sort of player and I think that's what you need to try and be successful and we're starting to sort of build that bit of spine but obviously what we don't have yet is the creative um, goal scoring type players which will hopefully come in the summer but um, yeah it feels like we are starting to sort of build something but I think I might have said this last time when we got thump 3-0 at home to Bristol City so I'm reserving again of <laughs> any top compliments until I actually see a win hopefully on Saturday but, Trust you know, but we verify, just verify got... as Ronald Reagan used to say. <laughs> <laughs> exactly that but uh, you know take it forward now you know we've seen what the team can do again against top of the league let's go and beat someone in the bottom three on Saturday Yeah well, that's, that's next up that's
2: that's for sure. I mean it was, it was a team performance Harry last night I mean Kifton belt Mike's mentioned I, I really like the look of this bloke don't you I mean I think he looks like a Millwall player through and through
4: yeah absolutely he looks um with skill I mean, yeah absolutely I, you know I think you mentioned how much you'd give to have Herlock and Briley the other day yeah. and he's a bit you know like a modern day not just the kick him up in the air type but I don't think Terry Earle was necessarily just no, the no, kick no. it up in the air no, type no, I he think wasn't. he got pigeonhole to do that Kifton Bell played a pass at the weekend that that nearly led to a goal for Sahor. I think last night he basically went home with his keys his wallet his phone and, and <laughs> this uh, was the was,
2: surfer dude what was his name there was the the
4: Cantwell was it Todd Cantwell Kent? he's got a bit of a he's got a, you know he reminds me of he reminds me of like a a, a shit Steve McManaman at Liverpool <laughs> you know what I mean like a very this player that's got all the ability in the world but Fancies himself far too fucking much for the fact that he's playing at Norwich in the Championship.
2: Who did he remind you of, Mike? I've got one who reminds me of. I want to hear. (laughs) Harry says a shit. Steve McManaman. Did he remind you of anyone in particular?
3: Who's that guy from Nickelback? The front man, <laughs> long curly hair. Maybe him. <laughs> Can't I don't know I'm that confident.
4: guy's name, but I know it's. I know um, who Tan, you mean. No,
3: Chad Chad Kroeger. That's it. Chad and Kroger. he's a <laughs> cunt. So. Uh...
2: <laughs> what he reminded works, me of. It? Um, I mean, it, I think it depends from which year you come from, but there was there was an eighties um, kind of. He uh, tried to get into skateboarding like it was a surf sound, like the Beach Boys, but only done in eighties kind of skateboarding. And there's a bloke called Leaf Garrett, and um, he did one song that was called "I Was Made for Dancing," and that's who Todd Cantwell reminded me of. Was Leaf Garrett, who had one hit and then descended into a drink and drugs hell, and I think probably went to an early
4: an early expiry. I think. Basically. To be honest, Norwich would force anyone to do that. Todd <laughs> <laughs> Cantwell reminds me. himself. <laughs>
3: Yeah, if you listen to Ben Marshall on the Under the Cosh podcast, which I think you definitely did, <laughs> Harry, when he was talking about when he was at Norwich, he just said it's such a weird place and that he was just stuck in his house with nothing to do. He's he going to drink and drugs hell, him. as your are as exactly. Yeah, well, uh, maybe he did. A touch on Kifton Bell as briefly. Um, I sort of see him as kind of a fuse between Ryan Leonard and Ben Thompson. He kind yeah. of brings that energy yeah. of Ben Thompson and, and a bit of kind of attacking uh, nature to his game and a bit of chaos, but so with Leonard, he's got that physicality, knows where to stand. So he feels, and, and the sort of stamina of, uh, you know, both those players. So it's sort of like a fuse between the two, I, I see him. But um, yeah, really, really like him. I think he was my man of the match um, last night.
2: Well, that brings me on, in fact, both of you chaps. I'm going to get your take on this because I put a a, uh, a quiz, not quiz, uh, a poll on to... Onto, onto Twitter earlier on of asking for the midfields. Obviously we're gonna presume that George Evans is um, match fit and will therefore start as in part of the back three. So that presents the, the issue, the choice, the dilemma of what three um, man midfielder you're gonna go for. Um, so I put a quiz, a poll on online and by 64% of 247 votes, the Woods, Kiefton Belt and Lendog. So Lendog, Keefe and Woods Midfield, the
3: people have spoken, Harry.
2: Have spoken. <laughs> people voted
3: for the Nazis. That's what I'm saying. Decisively, <laughs> Harry. People don't
4: know what they want.
2: <laughs> no, decisively but, uh, over uh, the Keith Lendog Thompson midfield, Harry. How do you see that choice? The the, the Wood Woods Keith and Lendog in midfield on Saturday to um, take the game to Sheffield Wednesday. Would you do that? Would you? What would be your choice? No, nah,
4: there's only one man coming out the midfield, and he's not technically a midfield. Who's that? that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Last last night, there was a point where we got ourselves into trouble. Guess who got us into that trouble? <laughs> Trying to play a five-yard pass where there was none. Um, look, Ryan Woods, for me, is fine when you're going to have time, space, probably playing in a Norwich-type side where everyone can receive the ball and everyone can pass the ball. And that's to be lauded. You know, you want to play football, brilliant. You can fuck off to Bournemouth with Jack Wiltshire because we can't play football. That's unfortunate. We we are trying to play football and we're in a battle. We're, we're eight points away from relegation. Um, admittedly, there are teams in between us and that relegation zone, but Rotherham have got three games in hand. Um, for me, Ben Thompson had a good game last night and done all the running that he needed to do. I thought I think he played that, well last
2: night. I agree. Yeah, absolutely.
4: Yeah. Against the best side in the division, I thought, yep. they, I thought they all did well. Um, Woods had a, what's the right word? Woods didn't pass the center off seamlessly last night. Now, some people will turn around and argue that's because he had other people to pass to. Well, that's great if he has other people to pass to, but we we didn't change formation last night. We didn't change what we did. We still done the same things that we've been trying to do. So for you're n-
2: you'd name Keith, Kiefton Belt, uh, Ryan Leonard, and um, in front of them, probably uh, Ben Thompson for Saturday, Harry, would that be? Yeah,
4: one I'd, one? I'd be put choice? that person there, mainly, I've mainly picked Thompson as your runner that goes beyond Leonard, although he does get into those situations from corners and places, Ben always seems to be a little bit further forward. That might be wrong in this formation. I I don't really, you know, I don't really pretend to understand all the time where, when we go forward, where people should be, but because we spend so much of our time defending, but, I think if you're going to try and take a game to another side, I think Ben Thompson makes sense. Gary Rowick will not drop Ryan Woods though. So the the people that have spoken, you will be 100 percent right. That will be midfield. <laughs> right. What
2: about you, Mike? Where would you? I mean, what would you be your choice of midfield given that if you were in Gary Rowett's shoes on Saturday? I mean, as I say, Woods, Keith, Len is the popular choice. Would that be your choice?
3: I'm going to go with the popular choice. Um, okay. I, th- I think I think it's really. I know we have our complaints uh, about Woods. Um, I suppose that he's been part of a side in the last two, three weeks and played regularly. That has played well and picked up points. Um, he's not been a standout performer by any stretch, but I don't think he's. I think he's improved a bit. Um, so I, more to the point, that I wouldn't want to change a side that's playing well. I would probably stick to stick to that that three. Um, so Kifton, Woods and Leonard, who I think Leonard would be good to have him back in midfield, actually. It will be. it will he be. was actually yeah. playing really well there before he was put back and then did a job at centre-half for a bit. Um, but I think with, with Evans, it'd be interesting to see where he does play him, because as I say, he he's played in defensive midfield and across the back line as well. So who knows? I mean, maybe he could play in midfield. I'm not sure. What Rowett's plan is um, I've got a Friend who's a Derby fan And he said he sort of Played all over the place So It really is Depending on where Rowett sees him We might well see Evans Yeah
2: I'm presuming sure, He's going to come yet. in He's going to take uh, Ryan Leonard's position In the back three I thought so. Lend yeah. up I'd, to come forward I'd have thought
3: I would have hoped That sense.
4: he was i I'd hope that he's a centre-half because mm. i don't like the amount of midfielders we've got if we've signed him to be another midfielder it's just a yeah. waste of resources for me um, one thing i would yeah. say
2: just yeah. as um counsel for the for the defense of ben thompson um and ben ben i thought had one of his better games last night I mean, he's been criticized a bit online i mean you'd have seen it both chaps you know the mm. uh, his, his touch and his quality and i think we probably said similar things at times on on, on this show but I thought last night he was part of a couple of great moves. I'm just looking at one here. I can't bring it to mind, but I've written down great move. Ben finds Jed and then I think uh, Ryan Leonard volleyed over from the resulting, um, you know, the, the melee afterwards. Um, a yeah. couple of moves where Ben was part and parcel of some really, really fluid passing movements. And, you know, you said we lack pace, Harry. And I, you're right. I mean, no one can, you've got the evidence of your own eyes to see that, but we can move the ball. Um, or last night, anyway, we showed that we can move the ball at pace, which was a criticism as well because we we're looking very ponderous in, in recent games. But not last night, I thought.
3: Oh, I think. Um, yeah, I think Thompson. I feel sorry for him because he's been in and out of the side, hasn't he? And we all love him, you know. He's me through and through. And I don't think everyone loves him, mate.
4: I think a lot of people don't like yeah. him. I think that's what you find online. I think mm. a lot of people don't uh, don't understand what he brings to the side. I think we. We like him. Would we like him if he wasn't Millwall? That—that's the question that I'd ask. That I is a good. I
3: think, yeah, yeah, I think that is probably clouding my judgment a bit. You know, being the old romantic that I am, um, but I think um, I, I don't think he really fits into Rowett's system, though. Was going to be my point because I think I think he likes this kind of being a defensive manager. He likes those central players to be pretty structured, you know. And, and Thompson, you're going to you're going to get chaos. You are going to get some, you know, good creativity going forward. That you said there, Nick. But, you know, is he could he be at fault and out of position and give away a goal? There is a chance that with that happening with Ben Thompson. Whereas I think, you know, with a solid midfield, you, you are less inclined to do that. Um, so I think, uh, you know, I, it wouldn't be surprised me if Thompson moves on in the summer. Um, he's at no, the age, was he, he 25 now? He no. No. Yeah, it's I agree. 25, you know, it might be the final nail in the coffin for Ben, um, the signing of certainly Evans and, and this team we've got now.
1: Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. burrow.com slash ACAST.
2: If you're enjoying After Mill podcast, then why not help us grow the show and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We'd love it. Love it. If you visit the Apple link in the show notes and leave us a rating and a review. Achtung Mill is the number one podcast broadcasting in beautiful South Bermondsey. No show sponsors, no Patreon, and no TikTok accounts. Thank you, dear listeners, and as always, Arrivederci Millwall. for the first time, if I'm going to be honest with, with the listeners, I could really see last night the benefit of Gary Rowett's structured defensive approach because it you know we've done shows on lack of entertainment and people online have been saying how it's hard to watch it i I found last night's game um it was entertaining because it was it was a compulsive struggle between two teams of very different um approaches and i found if you're a football fan i'm a strong believer it's not all about flash and pizzazz it's also about the other side of the coin which is what we got last night from that Millwall side now for the first time I think I could see where Gary Rowe is trying to take this team um am I overplaying it chaps is that yes you are I am I am what do you think Mike am I overplaying it? I'm, I'm I'm not you know I'm not I'm, I'm an imperfect <laughs> I I, man you know
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, because I see Norwich as one of those sides that play into our hands a little bit. You know, I've mentioned this on the show before, but they're a team that are going to come at you, push men forward. And that sort of suits us yeah. in a way because we yep. yeah we try and catch people on the break. And you saw that last night with the chances we created, that you know, we had a bit of space um, to, to make movement and chances and stuff like that. So that style of play does fall into Millwall's hands in a way. The ones that we struggle against are the shit sides that come down here and stick 10 men behind the ball and it's like watching a pass go from one side of the pitch to the other and coming back again. So, uh, yeah, it's with a pinch of salt. I think the way Norwich play, that plays into our hands. Suits but, you,
2: like, yeah, suits you, sir. For, for me,
3: yeah. yeah, I can see why you're saying that, Nick. But for me, again, we need points on the board. Like, I'll, like we're not, we're not here for 14 fucking draws, are we? And, <laughs> you know, we're here to win a few games. So I think a I'll only really see... There. <laughs> well it's true isn't it <laughs> well it, i mean, so you know let's see some points on the board and go wins. and and then i think i can finally see what Rowett's trying to do because if he tries to draw nil nil every game then I'm, <laughs> I'm a bit miffed with it isn't it
2: no i i i, I, I mean, i've got a cliche to put to you both and i'll put it to you first harry um because we've said this many many times over the um game since the arrival of the virus last uh, last last, last uh, winter time now um, would last night's game have gone differently with a middle crowd? Because that would have been a rabid crowd. That's a big side that we, well, a t- table-topping side. They would have brought a good few fans of their own. The refereeing performance would have ignited the crowd. Um, you wonder how it would have been different with with a full den. I, I, th- I mean, the referee wouldn't have got off lightly with some of the decisions he took last yeah, night. Some I, inconsistencies.
4: I think, yeah, I agree to the point, but I think it would have been a negative result if the crowd had been in. Um, and I'll say that, that I think. You're Barry. Going, we've done no, more against but, the top, top, no, because, top team. Because, <laughs> no, they normally it would have done, Nick, but with 13 games into, a, when was the last time we fucking won at home? You know, this, this, this fascination that we, we, we change results. The, the players, Matt Smith doesn't suddenly gain 14 yards of pace and, and it wouldn't have changed. They would have had, pressure on them you know they would have been helped at points but they also get pressure on them and certain players who are you know the vitriol that is online for thompson the vitriol that's online for Malone, you know before last night's game you, you'd have still got that you know after 10-15 minutes if we've been trying to sit in you'd also have got the positive I, i'll take the point but i think it'd be it's too easy to turn around and say what would have happened without without with the fans or without the fans the fact is that we've they, they're not used to playing without fans now, they're never going to be used to playing without fans. Do you, do you get what I mean? It's,
2: yeah, no, I, I, I get that. I get that. It's a, um,
3: it's a hypothetical question, isn't it? It's difficult yeah. to My answer. My auntie had balls, yeah. <laughs> but I think... Um, for me when, when i was watching i actually genuinely thought it that it felt like there were fans there the way we were playing yeah, first time you know, in yeah, yeah. It, it did because it, you know we have seen these sort of performances where we just sort of almost go through the motions and are pretty shit. and um but that that felt like there were actually fans in the ground these you know the, the work ethic the team showed the you know tackling ability getting stuck in you know that that sort of thing which is what you expect when a when a crowd's in, you know, sort of really trying to motivate the players or whatever. But um, I don't know. I sort of always have the, again the romance of football. If the crowd were there, maybe we could have pushed one over the line or mm-hmm. something like yeah, that. But, you know what I mean? I, mean that was but immense... in, I get your point. Isn't that what we should expect anyway?
4: A bare minimum is that performance in terms of mm-hmm. work rate, in terms of wanting to be be together as a side. That's surely at what the minimum. That's the standard. Oh, it is.
3: Really. Yeah. It's just the standard. You
4: can't, the, you can't turn around and say that, you know, and there's been false storms before within this season, and then they'll go and get rolled over 3 0 by Coventry or, or something like that. There's uh, the question when we've questioned this side's, uh, you know, ability, we we all know its limitations in ability. But what, what as Millwall fans, we have a problem with is, is to accept lack of effort, you know. Um, and I think there's been a lot of times this season where, the sides has lacked effort it's lacked work rate and you can't take that away from the last night that every player on that pitch put 110% effort in whether they achieve anything from that is a totally different question of you've well, you know, got you, you
3: got to
2: look at the, the second half world. I thought was an immense effort Harry um you know I'm just looking at my notes because uh, you know this is what I do Listen, it's sad but true for these shows I'll keep a few notes and there was one one chance for Norwich, which I put down some huge defence. I think the shot got blocked on sixty six minutes. Otherwise, there's chance, mill chance, great work, chance. <clears throat> that I, I, I take the point that all you know, any effort is as much good as nothing. If we then go and blow it against Sheffield Wednesday on Saturday, so it's up to the team to match the energy levels that they showed last night. And to the pressing was excellent. I thought um, you know, really, really was maximum football um as we would hope and expect but that's and that's what you need but it's got to be done consistently I, I I agree but we're talking about last night and the second half chance penalty shouts shots clattering around ping-pong inside the the Norwich um you know penalty area um but that's a, and that's a decent I mean, you Mike's right. They probably played into our hands in the sense of the style. but the potential- we did everything
3: but score Nick I think that's the summary of probably what you're saying, isn't it? Yeah, we did literally um, everything but score everything you've got to expect- take
2: your hat off to that effort, Mike. I think I think there's got to be it's there's got to be some positives that that you people acknowledge out of that because um that doesn't come for nothing. you know the, the team would have um if they could walk at the end of that then they you know that they've been told to crawl off at the end of that, of that effort in the second half because that was that was huge and not many teams can take the game to Norwich like we did last night I think it needs acknowledgement
3: yeah I I agree I I do agree with you Nick I I think you know credit to the team and we do seem to play a bit better against some of the better sides I mean the performance of Bournemouth was uh, the most recent one as well where we were very good and you know drew that game one all so yeah I think you know all of us were very happy with with the result last night certainly not taking it away um from, from that um I think I'm <laughs> just always looking forward, I think it's just taking it into the next game, and hopefully yeah. we can just bring it on a little run now and and keep seeing that performance. Every game, I think I've said before, but you know, there's no. We've seen the level this team can perform again at now against top of the league. You know, why can't you go and replicate that on Saturday against a team in the bottom three and hopefully that's go and the win next, the game? That's the next. It time. is, yeah. So it's got, you know, it it, it is it is a, a, ta- a tap on the back for everyone involved last night. You know, it was an excellent performance, r- good result, didn't score, we came close, but let's really bring it for take it forward now. That's the most important thing. I've got
2: a few comments from the internet. I'm going to fire this one at you, Harry, first of all, from Tony, Tony Monday. Um, he's referring to the players that uh, Gary Rout has brought in being technically better than what we have. I mean, we haven't seen, I'm, I don't know George Evans. I don't know if you've seen him, Harry, but um, you do get a sense that Keith Belt is better than what we had. And I'm hoping that George Evans matches. Would you, I mean, do you, do you agree that we're bringing in players of a better standard? Or how do you I- see it?
4: I think we are bringing in players to a better standard in terms of Kifton Bell was what was needed. I can only judge him on, you know, he's he's judging him on one player. I don't know anything about George Evans. I think he's the unknown man, which terrifies me and delights me at the same time of, you know, no one knew anything about Jimmy Abdu, but, you know, he turned out to be brilliant, but then no one knew anything about Stephen Mayer. I he turned out to be shit. So, he's a... um,
0: there's two mentions
4: ball. for Mayhoff for tonight. I know he's on my brain <laughs> since the other day. He's, he's sort of looming over me. He's six foot seven frame. Um, no, it's what's the right word? I think Kifton Bell, he's signing. The problem for me is that we can't continuously go to his old clubs for players. There needs to be a wider scale. <clears> network. Yeah, I agree I with that. Yeah. With yeah, then has um, got to
2: be cast at some point. You know.
4: know, you can't keep what's he, you know, he's gone and raided Birmingham and Derby so far for Bennett. Malone, uh Kifton Bell, um right. Stoke as well. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. so you so, see, you know, you're you're looking at these also Woods from Stoke. You know, you, these these players are you know, are, I don't like Woods, but then I think other people do. Malone is as managed to false now as well as the injury managed to force Murray Wallace out the side and I think Malone actually going forward I mean the chance he missed last night compare that to the Huddersfield chance Huddersfield shot and finish was was world class almost you know you if you watch that in the Premier League go oh, well that's why that left back plays in the Premier League and you, you compare it to he's finished last night which was awful you know he's tried to do too much it with, was a poor
2: but, finish I agree yeah
4: um but but that's why he's a defender I suppose and not a not a midfielder or a striker, so you can't take anything away from him in in that point. But I I don't know. I think we I think we are signing better players, but I would have liked maybe the better players to have been spreading more positions than just defensive midfielders in this particular window. Yeah. I know I know that's easy to say. I don't know the business that we've tried to do or the players we've lost out on. But I go back to stuff like what Aaron says. You know, look at Charlie Austin. He's gone to QPR and scoring goals already. You know, other teams seem to sign sign players that score goals. We all have a pro- a real problem of signing consistently players that help us to score goals. We sign good defenders nine times out of ten, and we don't tend to sign too bad midfielders. But
2: no, we tend to have to find our, our great forwards, not not sign them. And I suppose you could mm-hmm. argue that um, we sign Morrison, but that's a different thing. So I think what you're, you're, you're meaning there, Harry? Yeah.
3: Maybe it's um, to come because I think, I don't know, is, is our recruitment team been that crap that Rowett's sort of come in and gone, right, I'm just going to rip it up and trust players that I've trusted before and bring in his own head of recruitment, what, a couple of months ago now and get him doing the work over this period up until summer to hopefully find some gems? I mean, that, that could be a theory behind it because it's it, it's it is creepy. very strange. I mean, it know.
2: remains to be seen. So, we don't. We yeah. don't we don't want his hmm. new blokes like. Um,
3: no, no, we don't. No. I'm
2: hoping he's got Championship Manager 1996, 97 loaded. That's the <laughs> latest version I've heard. So um, let's let's wait and see what we well, get.
4: Let's put it this way: Let's hope that he's um, not the same recruitment team underneath this head of recruitment that decided to find Troy Parrott. <laughs>
2: It's gone now, so um, that was the end of that. Um, one player, I just want to close, Tony mentions here, and he's right to mention him, and we haven't really touched on Jed because um, I think the last couple of games, um, Jed is looking and playing with a freedom that is really refreshing. I mean, it's, it's like the Jed of old, isn't it? Um, it looks like he's had a piano lifted off his back, and he's playing really, really spontaneously again. It's, it's wonderful to see. Um, I don't know what lies behind that. Do you have any ideas why Jed jed's new role have, is it
4: possibly he may have been one of the players to have had covid yeah I'd true yeah true say, yeah. um in terms of maybe had long covid um yes yeah, that's true though, had, that's why he was being taken off he was he used to get taken off 78 minutes into games as well didn't he quite recently um
2: i mean the so energy level generally yeah, I was 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 top and jed was the the you know at the top of that pile. So but just the just the spontaneity of his style I think it's wonderful. Wonderful to see
3: it. Yeah, the team's performing better as a whole, though, as well, which I think, you know, we've obviously talked about this, but, you know, over-reliance on Jed has happened for a long time now. And, you know, we found that sometimes if he doesn't perform, we don't get any points. And that's probably happened during this bad spell as well. So gradually in the last, like, two, three weeks, the team's performed a bit better, which is going to give Jed probably a bit of confidence as well to go and do, you know, his thing, because he's playing around players who are now starting to perform, you know, a bit more to their maximum. Them than before so perhaps that's helped but i mean we've got to mention that miss at the end though <laughs> <Just> oh, <laughs> oh, nice just, were,
4: oh, how nice would it have been to score a late goal against knowledge like that as well the traveled, No, that was, to Road over the last couple of years i think i went yeah. there one year recently where they scored three goals in four minutes of of additional time being added on um i think that was on new year's day they I don't know. I, I think as well with Jed, I think Danny McNamara has given that right-hand side a completely different feel. I think yep. for whatever reason, Marlon Romeo is having a difficult career moment um, yep. and looks completely finished, if I'm being totally honest. Yeah,
3: it's strange because that used to be our bright side, didn't it, with Marlon and uh, Marlon Jed. and Jed. <laughs> uh, that was yeah. the two, wasn't it? But, you know, McNamara has sort of ripped up the rule book. Marlon's not really been the same since the the events at that derby match, I I don't think. And then with McNamara sort of coming back in, who's obviously now now the first starting right back, he seems seems out in the cold. Um, but he's a player we should, could get a few million quid for Marlon Romeo. And if you've Maybe that's one of the deals,
2: Mike, maybe some well, I mean, deal, I you know
3: I mean, you know, Mac, I pref- I'm sure we all prefer McNamara, but Romeo is still a very good player at this level. Um, so you could get a few million quid for Romeo. He's a modern sort of wing-back, pacey, you know. He's he's a dangerous player, not great defensively, but you don't always look for that in a wing-back, do you? So, not now. yeah, maybe we could get a few quid for him in the summer.
2: Sheffield yeah, Wednesday on Saturday, gentlemen. Um, third from bottom, Sheffield Wednesday. Played yeah. eight, uh, one eight drawn seven, lost 11. Um, this has the feel of a big game. It'd be nice to beat them. It? I mean, leave aside the fact we haven't won since um, Trafalgar, you know. Um, it'd be nice to get a win um, because although we're raving about the performance, you know, we're all 32 points, Harry, 14th position. You touched on this the other day. Um, Sheffield Wednesday, our opponent's on 25, and they've got a couple of games, or one game in hand. So they're not they're not totally, tot- and Rotherham actually, 24 games. they you know if they take those points it's it just makes it a little bit tighter. it'd be nice to put some water between us and, and the bottom three won't it some decisive yeah. water
4: um, i mean normally i'd be against gary Rowett turning up and shutting up shot but um yeah gary play as defensive as you want let's not get beat you know you get beat there that's a massive swing um yeah and you are massively under pressure so give me a score
2: nice prediction game. harry come give me a score prediction nil <laughs> nil <laughs> Mike, what's your score prediction for? Um, uh, I'm going to back. Uh, I'm
3: going to go Millwall one, Sheffield Wednesday nil. Oh, nice. high scoring! High scoring! yeah, oh, no, yeah oh, very <laughs> confident.
2: I'm going to go for a goal glut and go 1-0-1. i get
4: old Harry for a 0-0. Yeah.
3: Mike goes one nil and you go 1-1. One, one. Yeah, 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 that's it. Is our, oh. is our goal going to be an own goal again, Nick? Um, <laughs> <laughs>
2: it'll be a goal from Bi- Bart Bielkowski from a goal kick.
3: No, only Tom think can
4: do that. We let him go on a three. Uh, yeah. uh, we'll probably, I, you know what? There's, there is a player that I'm really looking forward to returning and wondering what happens with him. And uh, I know you played the other day in the 23 game. So uh, I'm really looking forward to Billy Mitchell coming back and wondering where he fits into this side. Because everything that I saw from Billy Mitchell last season, a Millwall side that played with confidence, was a very, very good technical player with the running and the tackling of a Millwall boy. And if in this system, that would be massive. Mm. That would be huge to have a player like that because that would allow the Leonard to go forward and know that he's got someone that can cover him when he goes forward and uh, and get back up and down the pitch with that energy that we sometimes lament that Woods doesn't have and then the passing ability that Thompson doesn't have you're getting the kind of
3: best of both worlds yeah I think he's more composed isn't he than Thompson on the ball Billy Mitchell but also quite versatile I mean we used him at that right back uh, position didn't we I think Chalt and he played right wing. He did. Right yeah, he's on there. the right
2: side, was not he? Yeah, yeah,
3: and so that's good. You know, again, calls for getting rid of Robio. You've got Mitchell who can step in there if required as well. But yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting because we are got a lot of players in that central midfield area now, and you know, with Mitchell coming back, it will be interesting to see where he fits in. I, I just hope he gets given a fair chance. Um, but. You know, we've still got a relatively small squad, which is kind of strange to say. But, so, um, you know, he probably will. But Well, yeah, exactly. Um, Scalak's still there as well. <laughs> uh, He'll be but, here until um, the end of
4: time, mate. He'll he be will, like yeah, Kevin yeah. Braniff. He'll be hanging around the back of I think of he's Caldwell doing
3: Road his... I think uh, he's doing his coaching badges. Isn't he going to be a player coach <laughs> next year? you <or? laughs> well, he's seen what Bring Williams has done. will
2: be the, the Scalax style of play. Um, I want to close the conversation, gentlemen. Um, I had to laugh. I, I've seen a lot on football shirts. But the Norwich City male cosmetics line was being advertised relentlessly on on Is that what it was? I was completely completely baffled. It was like
3: watching it, it and I was like, "What's
2: the rouge? Rouge or blusher? I, 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 I don't know. I mean." i
3: I've never worn it. Todd Cantwell was never was
4: it. I really, I just really would like Mill now to make like you know their social media accounts been quite good at filming players tackling each other and not scoring goals <laughs> before defeats the, the night before. Maybe they should, uh, maybe they should make a, a sort of fake, a fake advert they can play on the next iFollow follow game that sort of. Moist, Millwall, Millwall moisturiser Yeah yeah like as a wink That's the fact that Norwich have a men's cosmetic brand
3: Maybe, maybe I mean no. if we checked uh, the club shop There's probably some shit on sale like that The Millwall moisturiser The Millwall skincare so to, regime to,
4: to, yeah, to <laughs> to There's an idea the only, the only Millwall uh, regime In it is normally having a beer on the train At 8am That's part of your part of your Millwall beauty regime You're a day special <laughs>
2: We're going to close the show with a few pre-recorded questions and answers that I did with Mr. Aaron Paul, who was there on behalf of Radio 5 Live. So to close out the show, be Aaron. But in the meantime, I a big thank you to Mike Hayden. Thank you for joining us, Mike.
3: Yeah, thanks a lot, Nick.
2: And to Mr. Warren, thank you for joining us, Harry. No problem, as always. And now over to Aaron. How's it
6: going, Nick? Um... Yeah, wow, it, it wasn't, it was a funny old game, like, you know what, it was a game where you come out of it and you're like, shit, just, you know, one goal would have swung it and a win would have been so, so good, but the performance was was brilliant, it, it really feels like Millwall may have turned a corner now, um, quality performances all over the pitch, like, you look at Maloney was fantastic, Danny McNamara, another, another brilliant game for, for a young man who's really coming of age, Marlon, when he came on, was, was excellent. Jake Cooper, Sean Arch, brilliant again. And then the midfield again. I think Kifton Beld's really offered something phenomenal to this Millwall midfield. They look like a solid unit now. Um, there's less pressure on Ryan Woods as well. I mean, Kifton Beld is taking all the pressure off him. And, and, and he's a real class addition, as I mentioned it. I think for Millwall now, it's just a case of finding that extra spark... And and probably the partner to play with Kenzo Hall. Yes, he missed a couple of chances. But to be honest, he's getting in the right positions. I know it's a, a cliche, but it's true. He's getting in the right positions, and it will come. Absolutely, it's a turning point. And do you know what? The biggest thing for me is his reluctance to, like, go, right, fuck it, 75 minutes, let's go Matt Smith. And I know, yes, maybe he should have played with Matt Smith. Maybe Matt Smith should have been the man to, to like you know, um to to, to, to jump on and, and do something like doors. But he opted to stick with, with, with Zahor and then bring on, you know, wing recruits like Fergie and he he played Marlon in a very advanced position. But like you just you just look at it, it's something's changing. There's gonna be a massive clear out in the summer, look, no doubt about it. From what I understand, you know, George Evans is the only one that Mill wanted. We'll get on to him in a minute. But like I think we're, 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 we've turned a point. We're about to see what's coming next. And the future's optimistic. We've been through that negative patch, I feel. <coughs> yeah, the, ref, the referee had a stinker, mate. Real, real stinker. It didn't help that, you know, everyone was sliding all over the gaff. But, you know, he had a real, real poor game. Um, disappointing from, from from that aspect. But you know what? Sometimes it's just, it's just the rub of the green. I do feel if it was Norwich at the other end, Yeah, I think they would have got penalties, but you know what? You you just got to take it and run. You got to take it and run. It's another point. It's another sort of step closer to ending the season. Let's be fair. If you look at the state of that pitch, that's where Millwall want to be. They want to be at the end of the season. They want to be looking ahead. Man of the match. Man of the match is such a tough, tough question. You always give me the hard ones, Nick. You don't give these to Harry or or Mike or anyone. Um, I can't pick anyone. I, I don't know who to pick. I mean Hachi was brilliant. I spoke to him after the game and he, he was he was fantastic. Jeb Wallace again top class. He looks sort of back to his, his very best and you know, it's just again the end product that we're looking for. Um there weren't too many negative performances in there. Um Kifton Beld again, fantastic. I, I'd love to give it to Kifton Beld. I thought uh, I thought he was very, very, very good. But Hachi gives it. I mean George Evans, you know, he's a he's a solid recruit. Solid, solid recruit for Millwall. Um, I think he's a he's a he's a good squad signing because at the end of the day, I think Millwall have squad players and he's someone who's who can really add something to that team. I think there's one eye on the fact that Ryan Woods maybe won't be coming back next season. Um, the fact that, you know, they've talked about he he's, you know, the fact that he's still got a year left in his stoke deal unless they can Getting basically on a free or, or super cheap. He won't be returning. Which I'm sure a few people will be quite delighted by. But yeah, I, I think he's a he's a wise signing. He he stays fit. He's he's got plenty of championship experience. He's a solid campaigner. <laughs> tough one. It's a real tough one. Wednesday are up and down like a yo-yo. Um I'm gonna go for a narrow mill, narrow mill will win. In fact, you know what? I'm gonna stick my neck out and go Millwall to Sheffield Wednesday now.
4: Thank you for listening
5: to Aston Millwall. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a cheeky little
0: review. Over the you Millwall. Till next time.